0: Going Through Life with Betty and Bob. This is Milton Cross, ladies and gentlemen, inviting you to join us for a visit with Betty and Bob Drake. But first, a few words from a friend of yours. Betty and Bob, with the aid of the young schoolteacher, Chet Andrews, succeeded in preventing a mob of indignant citizens from doing violence to Frank Rusack, the farmer down the road who locked himself in his house with his two daughters, keeping them from going to school, and who wounded a deputy sheriff who came to arrest him. After the mob had been dispersed, Betty and Bob asked Chet to follow them back to their house in his car and to have some coffee and something to eat and, incidentally, to get better acquainted. Waiting for them at the house is young Claire Evans, the widow of Bob's favorite reporter on the trumpet. She saw Betty and Bob leave for the Rusac farm and has been anxiously awaiting their return. Now, as the door opens...
1: Oh, you've come back. Well, yes, Claire. You certainly expected us to, didn't you? Yes, but I was worried. I heard those shots. Is everything all right now?
2: For the time being, Claire. Oh, Claire, I want you to meet Mr. Andrews. Mr. Andrews, this is Claire Evans. Oh, how do you do?
1: How do you do? Mr. Andrews is the new schoolteacher out here.
3: Just how long have you been out here, Andrews? Oh, a little over six months. Like it? Well, for the most part, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, let's not all stand around like this. Please, sit down, everybody. Oh, thank you. Now, suppose Claire and I go into the kitchen and get some coffee and prepare some sandwiches for you. Oh,
3: please, don't bother. It's so late, I hate the idea of keeping you up. After (laughs) all
2: the excitement
3: of tonight, we won't be able to sleep for quite a while anyway, will we,
2: Betty?
1: No, I'm afraid not, dear. What happened?
2: Well, Claire, it was... Just a case of a lot of people who were ordinarily good people losing their senses and trying to take the law into their own hands. Rusack had locked himself in his house with his two daughters and the mob was about to try and get him out even if it meant setting fire to the house. When Andrew's here, put in his
3: appearance and stopped it. No, I, I didn't stop it. All, all I did was to give you and Mrs. Drake the opportunity to step in and tell those people off. I must admit you did a fine job of it, too.
1: It was such a frightful thing. Seeing people in that crowd that you knew and liked and who have been friends of yours. And then to catch glimpses of their faces. Faces like animals. Oh, thank heaven we stopped them from committing an awful crime.
4: But that cut on Mr. Andrew's face.
3: Oh, it's nothing. It it stopped bleeding.
1: Well, I know, but we'd better dress it anyway. Claire, will you get some iodine and cotton and I'll start things going in the kitchen. Of course. Please make yourself at home, Mr. Andrews.
3: It doesn't seem like a very difficult thing to do.
1: Well, I'd feel awful if it were. Uh,
3: This is your first day back in Walton, isn't it, Mr. Drake? Yeah. It's been quite a day. I'm afraid it has.
2: I raised uh, quite a kick about coming out here. I was afraid the life would be too dull and soft. And on our first night, look what we run into.
3: I think it was quite fortunate for a lot of people that you did come today.
2: Such bloodlust. I don't mind telling you, young fellow, it took a lot of courage for you to step into the middle of that mob.
3: Well, word came to me what was going on. I felt a certain degree of responsibility about it. Lusack's two little girls, Anita and Maria, are my student. Mm -hmm. I was the one who reported their absence to the truant officer. Now, you're not going
2: to try and take the blame for this,
3: are you, Andrew? Well... Perhaps I shouldn't have reported it to the truant officer. I should have tried to see Rufak myself. The man is obviously insane. Uh, Did you know him well before this happened? Oh, I just met him once or twice. He was a first-rate man. Yes. It must be grief over his wife's death that is responsible for his present behavior. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's no accounting how any human being will behave when he's hit by a terrible tragedy. No, there isn't. This is a very lovely house, Mr. Drake.
3: Hmm.
2: I have been away from it for almost a year and a half, but I... I guess it never lost its homey feeling. Oh, here
3: it comes, Claire. Oh, here, let me have those things, Miss Evans. No, <laughs> you
4: sit right where you are. I like the idea of playing nurse.
3: Uh, I certainly don't mind being your patient.
4: Just sit still. As you say. Yeah, turn your face to the side. Sure. Oh, it is a pretty bad cut.
3: Well, Joe Barnum throws a pretty powerful punch.
4: Joe Barnum? Did he hit you?
3: Yes, but he didn't know what he was doing.
4: He seems like such a nice man. He's been so kind and helpful the past few days while while Mother Drake and I have been getting the house ready for Betty and Bob.
3: Well, that's the real Joe Barnum. I'm just going to pretend that the Joe Barnum who did this doesn't exist.
4: I don't think you can do that with this cut.
3: oh, (laughs)
4: It burns a bit, doesn't it? Not bad. I'll put on some of this cotton and... A little, little adhesive tape.
2: Hey, yeah, you're pretty skillful, Claire.
4: Well, there isn't anything to it. Well,
2: no, that's just the way you make it look.
4: There.
1: Now, you feel better? That
2: yeah, it feels wonderful.
1: I'll go put these things back
4: up. No,
2: there. no, no. No, just put them over there, Claire. I'll take them up later.
1: Well, here's a full of everybody's favorite sandwiches. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind bringing in the coffee and cups and everything else, Claire? Of course not. Well, Mr. Andrews, you look as though a skilled surgeon has fixed you up. <laughs> Well, come on, we may as well make ourselves comfortable around the table.
3: Yeah. Come on, Andrews.
1: And here comes the coffee.
3: Oh, may I thank you again for taking such good care of me, Miss Ellen?
1: Oh, it's really too simple to thank me for it. Please help yourself, Mr. Andrews.
3: Oh, I believe I will.
1: Well, there's still a lot to be done, isn't there?
3: Yes, there is.
1: When morning comes, they'll be back to force Mr. Rusak out of his house somehow.
2: Yes, it may still end in tragedy.
1: Which we've got to prevent. Those two children in the house with him. Yeah, they're in
2: constant danger, Bill.
1: Strange how people can change. Rusak has been a farmer here for over ten years. He was an honest, hard-working, respectable man.
3: Yes, when, when I first came here, his two daughters were by all odds the neatest, best cared for, and the best-mannered children in the school. They were the product of a fine home. Soon after Mrs. Rusak died, the difference was sudden and shocking. Was it? Well, they weren't as well kept. They looked as though they'd been crying most of the time. And one day, I noticed a welt over Anita's face.
1: Oh, that's almost too impossible to believe.
3: Well, it certainly is. The next thing I knew, they stopped coming to school. After a week, I dropped a couple of notes to Mr. Russack and got no answer. So I was forced to make a report to the truant officer. Mm-hmm. Russack chased him off the property with a shotgun. He came back with a deputy sheriff, and Russack wounded him. My... Then, well, you saw what happened tonight.
1: Oh, poor little girl.
5: He
3: doesn't know what he's doing. As I told Mr. and Mrs. Drake, he he probably feels the death of his wife wasn't natural, wasn't just an act of God, but somehow was a plot of society against him.
4: And well, how could he do so?
3: I'm afraid that's what happens sometimes when grief deranges the human mind.
2: Yeah, so here we are. He wounded a deputy sheriff and... He doesn't surrender quietly. The law is perfectly justified in taking him by force.
1: But it would be better if he did surrender quietly, Bob. It'd be better for him and the children. Then maybe, maybe something can be done for him.
2: But
3: how?
1: Well, maybe we can think of a way. Who can I see? Oh, go see
2: who it is, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Andrew.
5: Mister Andrew. Oh, Anita. Oh, Mister Andrew. Anita. What is it, Anita? What happened? get away. My father. He... Now, 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 take it easy, Anita. Oh, please, please, now stop
3: crying. Uh, this is Anita, Mr. Rusack's older daughter. Yes. Oh.
1: Come on over here.
5: My father, my father. He
3: no. <laughs> Sit down here, darling. Don't
5: cry. Oh, Mr. Andrews. Now, do
3: as I say, Anita. You know I'm a friend of yours. Yes.
5: I know. You know that I want to help you. Yes. Well, then
3: just stop crying for a little while and tell me what happened. Now, how'd you get here?
5: crowd outside the house went away tonight, My father laid down on the bed and fell asleep. But before he fell asleep, he said he... Uh, what did he say, Anita? He said that they'd never get him alive, and he wouldn't let him have Marie or me either. Oh, you poor child. Maria got so scared, she started to cry and hid under the bed. What's happened to Papa? Why is he like this? And then
3: what happened, Anita?
5: I opened the back window, and I sneaked out to the road, and I started to I see, well, where were you going? I don't know. I just wanted to find somebody to tell him to leave my father alone, that he'd be all right soon, that they mustn't kill him. And then they recognized your car outside here, Mr. Andrews.
3: All right, Anita.
1: <laughs> Have you had anything to eat, dear?
5: No, not nothing this morning. Oh, here, oh, um...
4: take one of these sandwiches and I'll go bring you a glass of milk. Here. Milk?
5: I haven't had any milk in two days. We haven't been out of the house. Nobody's fed the cows or the chickens. They must all be dead. No,
2: no. I'm sure they're all right, Anita. Yes.
1: Come on, darling. Eat that sandwich.
5: That's a good girl. I'm so hungry. And Maria's hungry, too.
1: Well, she'll have some food, too. Here, Anita. Here's a glass of milk. Oh,
5: thanks. Thanks a lot.
1: Anita. Yes? You say that when you left, your father was asleep?
5: Yes.
1: Say, perhaps if we all went back there now, we might be able to talk to your father.
5: Oh, he'll want to kill you.
1: No. No, I don't think so. he want to kill you. All right, darling. Come on now. Finish your milk.
0: Will Betty's plan work? Will they be able to get to Russack and talk to him? Or will he try to kill them, too? Be sure you are with us at our next meeting to find out the answers to these important questions. Milton Cross again, ladies and gentlemen, inviting you to take a moment to listen to an important message. This program is presented over this station five times each week, Monday through Friday, at this same hour. Join us when we next meet Betty and Bob, your announcer, Milton Cross.